faith and growing in her faith and, you know, get around and support her and, and urge her on and encourage her. Um, she's doing a great job and she's got, um, God's got great plans for her future, so as he does for all of us. So, yeah, good, good morning, 10.30. How are you? Good? Awake? Yeah, 9 o'clock was a little bit sleepy, but no, we're getting awake now, that's good. <laughs> so, all right, if you've got your Bibles and you get your, uh, go to 1 Samuel chapter 14, or your phone, or whatever you read your Bible on, 1 Samuel chapter 14, um, when the answer to maybe is absolutely. In, in leading up to this, just before we get to that, uh, that part of the Bible, well, just to give you a bit of a background of what's happening here, the Israelites, um, who are God's chosen people in the Old Testament, they're led by King Saul and his son Jonathan, and the land is dominated by the Philistines. Jonathan is, defeats uh, a garrison of Philistines at Geba, and a huge army, this enrages the Philistines. So they send a huge army, which numbers in the millions, literally millions of people. Uh, of soldiers come to fight against the Israelite army and they've currently got 3,000, 3,000 people. The Israelites are scared and they're leaving Saul. Some have joined the enemy's camp and others have gone into hiding. Saul gets down to 600 soldiers. The Philistines had removed all the blacksmiths in the land so Israel couldn't make swords. The only people who have swords in the army is Saul and Jonathan. So that's the situation that's the background of where we're at when we get to this uh, event that takes, this miraculous event that takes place. And this, this situation parallels a lot what it is in our day. We're in, in this time where that we're in in Australia, it's such a parallel situation. We've got, in many places, um, the church is, is a bit timid. They're not seeing the power of God operating through churches Australia-wide. There are elements, there's, there's people doing things and there is faith and God is operating in certain areas, but largely, maybe not. There's, um, the, the, the enemy is a dominating presence in the land. We see people falling away uh, from church, defecting from church, people going into hiding or just having their faith as a private thing in their own, in their own house. We see uh, you know, a, a lack of understanding of the word and serious uh, devo- uh, study of the word. Where it might be s- some devotion here and there, which is great, but actually get into the word, to actually chew on it, to actually understand it and get all of it into our lives and, and, and part of our lives. Um, but you know, even in this situation, there is hope. And this event took place partly for us today, to encourage us today, that though this situation we find in Australia now, even in the world, there is hope through the scriptures and it shows us through this Jonathan and his armour bearer how to go about facing this situation. So we're going to look at John from Jonathan's point of view. He's a man of faith and he's an example for us to follow, to be like. He's someone to be like. There's, in the Bible, there's people to be like and people to do the exact opposite of what, they, what they've done. That's the way the Bible teaches, do this, don't do that. Um, but if you're not a Christian here today, do this and don't do that is, is not going to work for you one, one bit. You, without Jesus, do this, do that is just law. You'll just bind yourself up in sin. You need Jesus to forgive you, to set you free, 
to give new life and give you the power to be able to do what he asks you to do. You cannot do it any other way. So he changes us from the inside out. So anyway, let's get to 1 Samuel 14. One day Jonathan said to his armor bearer, come on, let's go to where the Philistines have their outpost. But Jonathan didn't tell his father what he was doing. To verse 4. To reach the Philistine outpost, Jonathan had to go down between two rocky cliffs that were called Bozes and Sina. The cliff on the north was in front of Michmash, and the one on the south was in front of Geba. Let's go across the outpost of these pagans, Jonathan said to his armor bearer. Perhaps the Lord will help us, for nothing can hinder the Lord. He can win a battle whether he has many warriors or only a few. Do what you think is best, the armor bearer replied. I'm with you completely, whatever you decide. All right then, Jonathan said, we'll cross over and let them see us. If they say to us, stay where you are or we'll kill you, then we'll stop and not go up to them. But if they say, come on up and fight, then we'll go up. That will be the Lord's sign that he will help them defeat us. When the Philistines saw them coming, they shouted, look, the Hebrews are crawling out of their holes. Then the men from the outpost shouted to Jonathan, come up here and we'll teach you a lesson. Come on, climb right up behind me, Jonathan said to his armor bearer, for the Lord will help us defeat them. So they climbed up using both hands and feet and the Philistines fell before Jonathan and his armor bearer killed those who came behind them. They killed some 20 men in all and their bodies were scattered about half an acre. Suddenly panic broke out in the Philistine camp, both in the camp and the field, including even the outposts and the raiding parties. And just then an earthquake struck and everyone was terrified. Then Saul and his men, skimming to verse 20, rushed out to the battle and found the Philistines killing each other. There was terrible confusion everywhere. Even the Hebrews who had gone over to the Philistine army revolted and joined back with Saul, Jonathan and the rest of the Israelites. Likewise, the men of Israel who were hiding in the hill country of Ephraim joined the chase when they saw the Philistines running away. So the Lord saved Israel that day and the battle continued to rage beyond Beth-Avon. And so in this story, there's a lot of things that we can get out of it. And you might think, gee, that's, that's weird, like p- people killing, like the Old Testament has plenty of blood and guts in it, if you want to read it. But these, these stories, we're in a different age and a different season, I suppose, in the life of the, of the earth. But these have a direct parallel with us today. And they still apply to our life, but in a different way. We don't go out killing people, but it's, it's, it's kind of metaphorical and, and an allergy for us today. And so one day Jonathan said to his armor, let's go to the Philistine outpost. But he didn't tell his father. So when, if, if you're a person of faith that wants to step into something that God has called you to do, then don't talk to unbelief. Don't talk to the part of your mind, that natural part that will just talk you out of it. When, when the Israelites were entering the promised land, they had two different reports. And whenever you have something that God puts on your heart to step into, you'll have two different reports. You'll have one of faith and you'll have a lot that say, nah, not a good idea, too big, not going to work, don't worry about it, you, you, it's not going to happen. You'll have, and they'll talk you out of it. So, so Jonathan doesn't even go there. He just says, I'm not even, even going to converse with this situation. I'm just going to move forward with what, what, uh, and see what God may do may so he goes forward on a maybe maybe let's see what God will do out of out of uh, the unbelief will only say maybe not that's all you hear from unbelief maybe not and it'll talk you out of it it'll talk you out of taking that step it only unbelief only sees from a natural perspective a natural strength it doesn't see what God can do through a person 
however weak they may be. And so they, go, they, they make this decision to go to this, uh, to, to, uh, to this outpost, the base of this outpost, and they have to go through these two cliffs. One is called Bozes and the other Sina. And so in the, these two words mean shining and thorn. And so they have to go through this difficult place where these cliffs either side, thorn and, and shining. And so they, God has, you know, when, when God calls you to something and he puts something in your heart that you step into, he'll take you through these two cliffs, through this season, or maybe it could be a, a season of difficulty and, 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 and trouble. And, but the thorn will only make you shine brighter. The difficulty will only make you shine brighter as a Christian and you'll gain more power from going through this difficulty. You'll be prepared for what God has called you to do because if you're strong in yourself, you're not ready for what God has for you. You have to get to the point when you're weakened in yourself and then God can use you. He can't use the the strong. It just doesn't operate that way. Paul had a thorn in his flesh um, and, a, and a, a messenger of Satan. He had all these great revelations, but a thorn was given to him. The adversary's messenger sent to harass me to keep me from becoming arrogant or proud. Three times he pleaded with God to relieve him of it, but Jesus answered, my grace is always more than enough for you and my power finds its full expression through your weakness. Can you take, let's, you know, take that word into your heart and your life today, Jesus speaking to you directly. My grace is always more than enough for you. For my power finds its full expression through your weakness. And he goes on to say, I'm not defeated by weakness, but delighted. For when I feel my weakness and endure mistreatment, surrounded with troubles on every side and face persecution because of my love for Christ, I'm made yet stronger. For my weakness comes a portal to God's power. And so... The, the enemy can't grasp this concept. It says in the Bible that the rulers of this age don't understand this wisdom because if they had, they wouldn't have crucified Jesus. So, you know, the devil here is causing Paul to become more powerful in Jesus, more strong in Jesus, and he's doing more damage to his kingdom, but the devil can't stop. It, what, the devil could take the thorn out, and Paul would become less less powerful, less strong, less effective. But he does, But he's so bent on destroying people's lives that he can't help it. He just can't help doing it, even though it works against him in, in the end. Whatever he means for evil in our life, God will turn around for good. Do you believe that? Yeah. Amen. He will. He'll turn it around for good, whatever it is. See, we spend too much time trying to find strength when we should be content in weakness. And in difficulties, I'm not saying we don't pray for healing or pray for deliverance from these things, but there's, there's something, uh, this wisdom from above is hard to grasp, but we need to grasp it. We need to understand that the difficulties that are in our life are only there to make us stronger, to make us more effective. See, we think if only the, the kids, I don't have children, but only the kids would behave. It's such turmoil in my house. Or only, you know, if only my boss would be nicer to me. Or if, you know, if only, you know, I've had this ailment for ages now. I've prayed and it hasn't gone away. If only 
this sickness would go, then I'd be in a position of strength and I could serve Jesus better. And Jesus is saying, no, be content in difficulties because you're going to see my power flow more freely. Um, it's great to see Beth here. I was just thinking that in the prayer that um, Jimmy must have been petitioning for, for Beth there for a while. She's popped out a couple of twins, but anyway. <laughs> um, good on you, Jimmy, wherever he is. I don't know where he is, but... Um, so encourage those of faith. So, these, they, so they get to this... They go through this place that causes uh, a weakness to come into their lives. And, um, and then Jonathan says, you know, let's go to the outpost. Maybe let's go across. So they pass these, these um, uh, cliffs. He says, let's go across. So they go across. He says, maybe the Lord will help us, for nothing can hinder the Lord. He can win a battle, whether he has many warriors or only a few. Do what you think is best, the armor bearer replied. I'm with you all completely, whatever you decide. So you, we need armor bearers in our life, people that are going to encourage us and say, you know, if I go up to Pastor Josh and say, I'm, I'm believing God in this area. Maybe I think God is going to can do something in this area. Well, you know, Josh is going to come back and say, awesome. That's great. Let's pray about it. I've got your back. I'll cover you. And vice versa. We need those people in our lives that, that back us up and that encourage us and, and not say, oh, mm, yeah, that's a bad idea, but what about this? You know, you're going you're gonna to give up your job and, and serve God in this area, you sure? Like, you're gonna, you've got a secure job there and yada, yada. You know, these, these things will talk you out of it. But be one that backs people up um, that are stepping out in faith. We have awesome pastors here, Pastor Rob and Pauline. And you know what? There's, it's a season, even more than ever now, to get around them and encourage them in their faith and be armour bearers. You know, when they say, let's go in this direction, maybe God's going to do something here, then say, we're with you. 100% we're with you. Don't be saying, oh, that's a dumb idea. No, I don't, I don't, I don't agree with that. That doesn't line up with my scriptural identification, you know, what I read in the, you know. The, but Rob and Pauline are leading a church in the word of God. There's nothing that's bad, bad that's being done that here that is contrary to the word of God. It, we, we're, we're living in the word and we're teaching the word clearly and fully. So get behind when they say, let's go in this direction. Be armor bearers and back them up. And so... They get to this place and they get this sign to proceed and the sign is an unusual one. See, that when the Philistines see them coming, they say, if they stay, wait, don't come up, then we know that God isn't going to win the victory. But if they say, come up, then we know that we've won the victory. And it's a funny, it's a funny sign. But they see, the, the sign they get comes from the mouth of the enemy. And so it says in... Proverbs 16, 18, pride comes before destruction and an arrogant spirit before a fall. See, God doesn't tolerate, you know, the enemy comes to a point when he says, I've got this covered. I've got Port Lincoln covered. It's in my grip. I've, I've got Australia in my grip. I've got the world in my grip. And it gets to this point of such pride and arrogance that, that, that nobody can defeat him. And he, and he gets so puffed up that he says, come on, have a go. And, and you know what? We're hearing that voice now in the world. We're hearing that voice rising up. 
saying to, to the church of God, you, you, weak, you weak Christians, you can't do anything. Just, just have a go. I dare you to have a go. Come on up. Come on up. And when you hear that voice, that is God's sign because he doesn't put up with the enemy wrecking and destroying people's lives and thinking that he has the right to do that, 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 that's, that he has the prerogative, that, he, that that's his realm, that he dominates that area. So let's rise up in faith and see the enemy's works destroyed in people's lives and people set free and, and living in, in the life that God has called them to live. That's our confirmation, and we're hearing it today. It says, but God chose those who the world considers foolish to shame those who think they're wise. The laughable in the world's eyes, nobody, so that he would shame the somebodies. For he chose what is regarded as insignificant in order to supersede what is regarded as prominent, so that there would be no place for prideful boasting in God's presence. So today you might be sitting here and you think, you know what, my life's difficult at the moment. I'm, I'm weak. You know, I, maybe you don't have many friends. You're not that influential. You, you know, you think, who am I? But you know what? God wants to use you. You might think so little of yourself, but God, you're the person that God wants to use to do something good through and to bless people through. And he does it by his power and his strength. It's not up to us. All we do is just give ourselves to him. So here I am. Just use me as you want to use me. And his plans are for good, not for evil. And so take, take your outpost. They climbed up using both hands and feet, and the Philistines fell before Jonathan. And his armor-bearer killed those who were behind him. They killed 20 men in all. Their bodies were scattered over half an acre. See, Jonathan and his armor-bearer come out. They've got this outpost. The outpost, in the military sense, not that I've ever been involved in military stuff, but the higher ground is a better place to be. You've got, the, you've got them covered. You've got the, whoever's coming up trying to take your ground covered. And so they step out into this vulnerable place. They have to climb up on their hands and knees. It's that steep. Like it's suicide. It's a suicide mission, apart from God doing something powerful in this situation. They're completely exposed. And you know what? When we step out in faith, sometimes it feels like that. It's like, I feel vulnerable here. I, I don't have the strength that I used to have in my, in my life. I, I, feel, I feel weakened. I feel like, but, but God will protect. God will cover you and, and, and he will be your strength. He'll, you just watch and see. He is faithful to his word. And if we step out in faith, according to his word, he will back us up. He's, he's, he doesn't leave us hanging and say, ah, oh, hey, luck here. I've got you to step out in faith. Look where that got you. That's what the, the enemy's a deceiver, but God is one that blesses and backs up his word. And Pastor, you know, Pastor Rob said last week, stepping out in faith this can be scary. It can be a scary step. But you know what? I want to be one that steps into areas and see God do powerful things in, in, in my life. And I know you do too. And as a church, we want to be people that do that. Step out in faith, see God do miraculous things through our lives. Let's take up our cross and head into the sea of humanity to make a difference in people's lives. There might be some struggle there, some sweat, some exertion. They had to climb this steep hill. It might mean that we get our hands and our feet dirty. It, it's hard work. It costs us to love others. 
let's lay hold of it. There, there are many lives to save and great rewards to come. So you have an outpost to win, specifically to you. God has, has said to you, he said to Mark, Mark, here's, here's your outpost. You know what? We've seen Mark step into, you know, music team and that. He said, you know, Mark stepped out in faith. He might not have felt, he probably didn't feel like, hey, oh man, I'm a great singer and I've got this together and you just watch me go. He probably felt the opposite, but he stepped out. And now he's up there singing and, and God's helping him and he's, he's being used to defeat the works of the enemy. See, whatever outpost you have, it's going to be related to saving the lost, discipling people, uh, relationships, and seeing people baptized, our goals that we have this year. And so step, step out. I want, let's have a church of people that step out. Jay, there's a purpose that you have on your life that God wants you to step into. And you might not think, it might be an area where you think, I'm not, I'm not competent in that. I don't, I don't have the skills. I'm not, I, I, don't, I don't feel like I could do that. But that's not necessarily a sign to say that you can't. It can be a sign to say, step in and God will bring the resources and the power and the strength that you need. It, we could go through everyone in the congregation. You have a specific outpost. So, so step out and take that outpost. So suddenly, panic broke out in the Philistine army. There was an earthquake and, and this, this huge army starts to be confused and melts away in every direction. Jesus replied in Mark eleven twenty two to 23, Have faith in God, I assure you. If anyone says to this mountain, be lifted up and thrown into the sea, does not doubt in his heart, believes that what he says will happen, it will be done for him. See, God is waiting. In, see, God is, has all this power and resource just, just waiting there, just sitting there available for us but how often do we actually tap into it how often do we actually see him come and show us that power and move through us in that power it's all there waiting but it just takes that step it just took Jonathan and his armor bearer to step in that direction and say maybe God will do something step into it and then God's power is released for them in a, in a supernatural incredible way so it's there. It's there right now for every one of us. Just wait, God's just waiting for that step of faith and, he'll, and to back you up and to um, give you the strength to do what he's called you to do. But if we never step, it will never be unlocked. You might be weak, but God has un unconquerable power that operates in response to the faith steps of his people. So... As a body, let's step into it, individually and as a church. Port Lincoln is our outpost. As a collectively, it's our outpost. And God is saying, you know what, the enemy's out there, you know, he is saying he's got Port Lincoln covered. And God is just saying, you know what, that's your sign. Stand up, step out in faith, see me back you up. And see situation changed in people's lives. See the devil broken off people's lives. His dominion in this township broken. And, and see me do something radical. And, and, you know, let's all get on board. Let's have no one. No one that's sitting under that, where Saul was sitting, with his army under a pomegranate tree, uh, with, his, uh, with the priest and the ephod, 
it's a nice comfortable place. It's a, it's a religious place. It's a place of comfort and, and we've, you know, the blessing of God in our lives. But there's something more for us. There's something a bit more dangerous, a bit more out there. And, and, and people need that in their lives. People are, 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 are needing Jesus, in, in, you know, as they always do, and particularly now. So I'll get the music team to come up if they wouldn't mind. Um, so we'll go... So as, they, as they've uh, see this victory take place, it says, Then Saul and his, all, all his men rushed out to the battle and found the Philistines killing each other. There was terrible confusion everywhere. Even the Hebrews who had previously gone over the Philistine army revolted and joined in with Saul, Jonathan, the rest of the Israelites. Likewise, the men who were hiding in the hill country of Ephraim joined the chase when they saw the Philistines running away. So the Lord saved Israel that day and the battle continued to rage beyond beth And so as we do, as we do this church, I, have faith, I love this story. And I, I just want to see this happen in my day. While I'm alive in this earth, I want to see these, these miraculous things happening. I don't know how many people you could think of in your mind that were once in church, maybe this church or a church, and they've gone away. They've stepped out. They, they've, they've gone back to the enemy's camp. Or some that were once in church and now they've gone and they're just doing their own faith thing in their, in their own lounge room or their own, their own house. I could think, if I sat down and thought about it, I could probably list 10, 20, easy. But you know what? They're coming back. They're, God has God's put this in there to say they're coming back. If we, if we do this, they will come back. So church, let's do it. Let, let's be on board, not in our own strength, but in His power. Let's see all these people come back, and not just those people, but multitudes that have never met Jesus ever in their life, they will come and join in, in God's, you know, in, in Jesus' army as such. So why don't you stand uh, this morning as we bring this bring it to a close. We're seeking the ones. We're seeking one plus one plus one plus one plus one, plus one, plus one. And that's a lot. We want to see this filled. We want to see the capacity. We want to go to three services. Some people you think, gee, three, can I do three? Well, I think God can help us do three. I think he can help us do ten. Let's start with three, but let's believe for it. Let's be agents of revival. And not revival in the sense that everybody... The, the whole people that don't know him and people that do are, are, are coming to Jesus and, and revived in their in their faith. And so, yeah, you, why don't you close your eyes this morning? We're just going to pray. Um, firstly, I want to just pray. If you don't know Jesus this morning, um, then it's it's such an important decision. Your eternity rests on this decision heaven and hell rests on this decision you say I don't believe in heaven and hell you know what there's a reality and it doesn't matter if we believe it or not it's it's real and you know what God wants you with him so badly so desperately that he died for you on the cross there was another man that climbed a hill 
2,000 years ago, a man weakened, whipped, bruised, weakened to the point of death. He climbed up a hill with a cross on his back. There was an earthquake and the hordes of hell were shuddering because Jesus had won a mighty victory for people throughout the earth. He defeated sin and death on our behalf. And you might be here today and you're thinking, you know what? I have the guilt of sin. I have the weight of sin that's resting on me. You know what? Jesus took that weight in that cross. He bore that weight of cross, on that cross for you. And, is, and to be saved, it's not, a, it's not a process of, I'm going to make my life better. I'm going to be religious and do this and that and the other. You'll fail at it. It's, a, it's saying, Jesus, forgive me. I want to be yours. So just for a moment, just, we're just going to look to the screens. And we're just going to say this prayer. If you're in that position, you say, you know what? I want to become a follower of Jesus. I want him to give me the strength. I want him to forgive me, give me the power to live a new life. We're going to read this out together. On the count of three, all together. One, two, three. Dear Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God who died on the cross and rose again to forgive my sins. I ask that you forgive me. I give you my life and invite you to be my Lord and Saviour. Today, I am born again. I trust my future into your hands. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand for those. You know, and if you're here today and you said, you know what, that's the first time, talk to someone. Tell someone what you've done. Say, hey, that, that was me today. And we'll, we'll back you up. We'll, we'll be there for you. It's a family, and, and, and we'll back you up in that and, and help you in your, in your past. So talk to myself or Pastor Josh or any, any of the team, you know, the welcome team, they'll, they'll, they'll be glad to talk with you. And we're so glad that, you've, that you said that prayer. You're on the winning side. Jesus, we've read the end of the book. Jesus wins, and you're now on the winning side. Hallelujah. And so, church, we're just going to sing through this song uh, just a couple of times before we end. And you know what? If you say, you know, something spoke to me today. There's an outpost in my, there's an outpost. There's something Jesus is calling me into. I just know it. It might not be the biggest, most grandest thing in the world. There was only 20 people on that outpost. But you just know that God is stirring you. He's saying, maybe step into this area or maybe step into that. And he's calling you. And you know what? I'm going to just, as we sing this through, we're just going to uh, open this order. And I know that we've been in COVID and we, you know, the restrictions and that. We'll just pray with you. We don't even have to lay hands on you. We can just do it from a few centimeters away. But we're going to believe. And if you want to come up, you're free. As we sing this song through a couple of times, you're free to come forward. We're going to pray with you and cement that decision into your life that you can step into what God has called you to do and see incredible, uh, miraculous things, Him using you in miraculous ways. So why don't you do that? Thanks, Sam.